Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fighting the Void. Ginger here. Uh, you can find me at at uh, Fighting the Void, or well, no, it's just Fighting Void at Fighting Void on Twitter, and uh, Fight the Void on Gmail. And eventually, there's going to be a website up, but that's taking a back burner. And anyway, we've been off for a couple of weeks due to various other scheduled activities, and we're back today with a uh, close friend of my last guest, Blindfold Bethany. So, Bryn, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Now, Bryn, uh, first of all, Bryn, uh, where can people find you on the Twitter? Uh, Binleo1. It's, it's how it sounds, B-I-N-L-E-Y-O-1. There you go. All right. So, now, Bethany uh, recommended having you on because... You're an atheist, and she's a she's a devout Christian, mm. and you guys get along well. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew Surprising. this was possible? <laughs> you know, and, uh, I'm myself, and not terribly surprised at this because I've had a couple of atheist friends in the past. I've been on both sides of the street. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was I, I was an atheist for a while back in high school, uh, and I was definitely agnostic well into my twenties. And, uh, you know, I've been, I was raised Protestant. Now I'm Catholic. So oh, wow. <laughs> I, I've hit it from lots of different angles, man. <laughs> so uh, the idea that, uh, the idea that people of vastly different beliefs can get along is not entirely foreign to me. Yeah. But if your life is either spent, um, you know, on the main, with the mainstream media or social media, you might think otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> It's just that in the news in general, it was just everything seems so polarized. I think it's, it's, yeah. people are trying to pick teams and yeah. whatever they can politics, religion, whatever. And it's not just a matter of this is my team, this is your team. It's, this is my team, and everyone else is the devil. Yeah. <laughs> well, except for atheist. Every, it's to atheists, it's everything. We're right, and everyone else is wrong. Right. Uh, obviously. <laughs> uh, you know. We're we're the, we're the smart ones. Everyone else is a flaming idiot. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah. that's kind of, that's how a lot of a lot of the more prominent ones certainly come off. Uh, yeah, you know, um, even even honestly, like Sam Harris, who gets along with uh, like Ben Shapiro yeah, and everything, and Jordan Peterson, right? Uh, you know, he's you know perhaps he's softened a bit in his older age is entirely possible. Uh, but he's also the guy who once wrote uh, some people, some ideas are so dangerous and maybe so it may be ethical to kill people who have them. Yeah. But <laughs> we, do, do, we do go too far sometimes. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, Harris, he, he might've might reached, reached a little bit on that yeah. one. <laughs> but of course I certainly know that speaks for, Probably a vast minority, probably the vast minority of atheists. In fact, uh, yeah. one of my close friends on Twitter, uh, he also describes himself as an atheist. And uh, in fact, me me being a me being a strict Catholic, uh, well, I hung out with this me this guy and his very male very male partner. Uh, we hung out and had dinner and stuff in D.C. when I was there uh, a few months back. So. We yeah. all all had a good time. Yeah, that's good. We can we can all have a civil time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, but more importantly, how does how, how does this uh, work out for you? And, and I'm especially interested because, um, I forget the exact wording she used, but Bethany uh, described you as like as like a strong moral compass or having one. Right. Um. I'm not sure I have a strong moral compass. I try and do what's best for uh, i try and appropriate myself to other people's situations like okay when i was on twitter and i started having followers they were very very mm -hmm. religious because that just more religious people just brought more religious people and i realized right like, okay i i might say something offensive here i could i i might be stupid some days and say something idiotic what? Um, no, that does, never happens on Twitter. Yes, of course. Yeah. But um, so I realized I might have to be careful with what I say, what I do on here, what I retweet, whatever. Okay. 
so and one of those was like i don't say god's name in vain like whatever like because even though christians do do it or <laughs> so we do related to it, um i just say okay i better not do that otherwise i might offend someone else you're, you're gonna wind up tick ticking off that one subset that's extremely sensitive to yeah. it yeah <laughs> right right I it is just about like i do just want to show like respect to it because i admire most, most of the people on there i um whether they're catholic jewish or atheist like me i as long as we get along i can respect you that's right view, at least basically so long as you're not obviously a flaming idiot yeah <laughs> well even then i can go oh well this guy just needs help <laughs> <laughs> we just need to reach out to him just yeah it's a little bit um so actually and, and I'm sorry, I'm sure this question happens a lot and it's by no means uh, meant in a, in a trite way though. But when you are analyzing something from a moral perspective, what, um, how, how, how do you go about judging that? I've asked, I've asked other atheists and, and the answers tend to vary for obvious reasons. Oh, well, I guess it's instinctual. I, um, okay. I can go on for intelligence, but that doesn't help me in my case. <laughs> But um, or it just comes out for me. Just well, give me um an example of what you mean. Um, I'm trying to. Th I, I would try to think of something that isn't obviously easy. Like you know, why don't you steal? Well, because that's bad for society, right. obviously, and you could go to jail. <laughs> um, uh, I guess here's something that's. Uh, here, here's something. Why help? Why help the old lady cross the street? Because I have empathy. I can okay. I can empathize with um, the other per. I know how I want to be treated, and I can kind of symbolize like how do you want to be treated? And okay. maybe it's similar to how I want to be treated, and I can act that out, and I can say, right, that person is suffering slightly and i can see that and uh, they're slow they're uh, probably got arthritis mm -hmm. um i can i can help them across the street if they if they would like i'll ask them first and then of course yes and then i would help them but that's where um, i come from that's my view okay okay um uh so so essentially you're applying essentially you're applying the golden rule yes Okay, fair enough. Uh, and hey, it's a good rule anyway. <laughs> yeah, whether it, 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 it's it's a good philosophy. Doesn't matter right. who it came from. Right. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I would also agree with the sentiment. Mm. Um, now, uh, let, let let let's pick a let's pick maybe the most hot button uh, moral issue of the day of of many years now. Uh, abortion. Where do you line up on that one? Oh, I, I'm against it because okay. I can't. Well, I, I, sense a, I, I sense a slight butt there. Yeah, it's it's for, for me. It, it, I used to be pro-choice. Okay. But then I listened to Ben Shapiro and stuff, and then I switched to pro-life because I couldn't okay. really argue against it not being alive. It ha it, it, once it is alive, it's alive. But mm -hmm. I've re I've been thinking recently, really okay. hard about the subject. But I don't think it's whether life starts, but rather consciousness, because mm. even though you're alive, mm -hmm. you have to have consciousness to experience that. And although I'm still pro-life, because we have no idea when consciousness begins or ends. Okay. But whether we do find out more about consciousness. Um, will decide whether i'm pro-choice or pro-life in the end if we See. ever do okay um it, it, that, that's interesting and it's not um it's not uncommon and mm -hmm. i actually also appreciate it's not an uncommon uh attempt to draw a line mm -hmm. uh there are I, I think there's a couple of things i would say to it one is uh, i i appreciate the fact that you're still erring on the side of caution yeah uh usually people go hey uh there's there's wiggle there's potential wiggle room i'm yeah. gonna wiggle right the hell out of this <laughs> uh, no i admit i i got i can't get out of this one <laughs> okay no no that's that no that's good and then the 
I guess the other thing I would say is um, that leads you into dicey territory where like somebody's in a coma. Uh, yeah. That you um, know, uh, if that's if that falls into the realm of not having consciousness, which I can well, easily see it doing so. It, 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 does that consciousness wake up, or um, it depends, really? Because if it's it something that we don't we don't know right now. If if the um, baby hasn't ex or baby hasn't experienced consciousness yet, mm -hmm. then it hasn't ex it really hasn't awake. What's it called? Awoken to life yet? So it hasn't even experienced life at all once it has, but until it has consciousness. Mm -hmm. But True. once once someone's in a coma, they've experienced life, and depending mm -hmm. how likely they are to um, wake up, mm -hmm. uh, whether it be um, in a few weeks, months, or years, or not at all, some people might find to just pull the plug or not, depending on what situation. Okay. Um... But uh, well, well, I, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to turn this into in, into a whole big uh, yeah, abortion debate. <laughs> but it, have you ever uh, the? I, I'm only gonna. I'm gonna recommend one short story for you for you to to read. You're gonna have to find it online. In fact, I can send you a link. I, I've got one in in my back pocket. Please um, And it's. Um, are you familiar with the author Philip K. Dick? Uh, no, sorry. Okay, he's the guy who wrote the books that like that Blade Runner was was based on. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he's he, he's he's a big deal in sci-fi world. Uh, yeah. There's there's a whole slew of other movies that are based on his work, uh, like Total Recall, Paycheck, Minority Report. Um, they just did a low budget version of Radio Free Radio Free Elbamuth. Right. And anyway, this one is called The Pre Persons. Right, and it was written in 1974. It was basically his response to Roe v. Wade. Uh, okay, and let's just say he wasn't a fan. <laughs> uh, and so I'll I'll send you a link, and I'll I'll let you I'll let you read it. I'll let you read it yourself. Oh, because I, I, I have um, heard of the book Blade Runners off. It's um, uh, something something about sheep, isn't it? Uh, do androids do dream of electric sheep? That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, sorry. Continue. Yeah. Um, so I'll 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 just let you read the story uh, for yourself without spoiling anything for you, uh, except that it deals with exactly it, it deals in a way with exactly the consciousness question you're talking about. Okay. That'd be great to read. Thank you very <laughs> oh, much. It's, it's fascinating. Equally fascinating. It's not in print anywhere currently. Oh, wow. You can you can go and you can find his any number of his books printed all over the, uh, all, all over. You can find them on Amazon. You can find them in the bookstores where you can still find bookstores. And I looked all over in, in every uh, currently in print collection. Uh, Cause it's short story. Of course it'll be in a collection does not exist. Oh, wow. <laughs> I had uh, to get a print copy of this thing. I had to go and actually get the original uh, the, the original uh, sci-fi fantasy magazine that it was printed in. <laughs> so thank you, Amazon, for that one. You, you, know, <laughs> you, you helped me find the original. Uh, th since then, since I, you know, I discovered this like 10, 15 years ago, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, since then, it's more uh, more copies of it have proliferated online. Uh, you know, yeah. ju just just you know, scanned with who knows what legality. I don't know, <laughs> but <laughs> but scanned and, and put up online. Yeah. So okay. Um, leaving that leaving that aside. Uh, so I guess the 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 religious situation over in the UK now certainly our perception over here in the United States, at least among Christians, is that it's your um, atheists are probably in the majority over there, or at least a much more significant minority than they are here. Well, it depends. Does it depend how you define it? It's just really what's the word i think it's more multicultural with immigration right now there's a lot of influx of um muslims in the country right now and it's it's not really taking over but it's 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 just a small thing that's growing and that's mm -hmm. interesting to watch um but as well as because in ireland 
Ireland's probably the most predominant Catholic part is the UK. Catholic-ish. Yeah. <laughs> but um, regarding religion, the rest, we do still pray in schools. We still, um, it is still a strong part of our culture. And um, although I don't mainly, I never thought of it as a child. It wasn't something that was important to me. It's just something we did. Okay, but, right. It was just it's 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 still a strong influence influence on us. And um, okay, are there a lot of people that are actually religious though? I'm just curious. Like they like they actually bother to to go to church on like a Sunday or something? Or not that I've encountered. I've okay. I've seen in schools. Uh, if it's very rare to find like because um, my only view of um, religion uh, religious people has been like fellow students who well have also been religious mm -hmm. but they're far and few between but so, it's, you, it's you still... bring up something so incredibly interesting to me that uh the uk actually has still a state religion mm. <laughs> and, you know the, the queen is technically the head of the church of england <laughs> yeah it's it's just background noise it's it's literally right. like we just it's something it's just laws dictated from the past and we just don't we don't care about it anymore it's just like some of us are religious that's fine but we when we get married we still have to pay church to the money to the church and whatever really no kidding yeah that is so it it is so interesting to me that, that like there's all of this uh well, like you said, all, all of these laws, all of these rules di dictated from from the top, but um, other than creating background noise, uh, a, a framework that you, you're clearly still living in. Mm. But as far as any, as, as far as individual practice, it's like virtually non-existent. Whereas here in America, there's no control of that at all from the top. Yeah. And... I isn't that the First Amendment, like separation from church and state? Not the separation from church and state is the way it's used is overstated, right? In a way, uh, the way it gets used these days is essentially uh, like clergy is almost isn't allowed to have an opinion on any sort of government policy, right? As, yeah. as far as some people uh, stretch it, what it's actually there for is to prevent the state from controlling the religion. Yeah. As opposed to vice versa, which is the way most people tend to interpret it. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it, it's right there in our constitution that government will stay the ever living heck out of religion. Uh, and that's in large, that's for two reasons. One, um, most of the first Americans, of course, came from England. Mm. And in some cases, in some cases, certainly not all, uh, but wanting to be able to practice Christianity differently than the crown liked. Yeah. And also, and also because there were so many different versions of Christianity already present in America, mm. trying to set up one, just, trying to set up just one as the official state religion would have been a horrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would have been like, uh, you know, the hundred years war all over again. Yeah. That's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Just, that wasn't a smart idea to make it official. <laughs> dude, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, yeah. The, the government completely stays completely stayed out of it here, though they're getting more into a restrictive mode now. Yeah. But, but again, the, the, the point being though, that, Religion is much more, you know, obvious practice religion is much more common here than it is in the UK, although uh, probably less common than a lot of people would, would think it is. Yeah. You know, um, but that bring that kind of brings us to um, the situation in the UK in general. And you mentioned the uh, Muslim immigration. You, um, I know there's lots of immigration from other parts of Eastern Europe as well. Yeah, um, over the years since the uh, Iron Curtain dropped. Well, I'll, I'll give you my um, an uh, rough opinion of it. Um, okay. Because Brexit right now has just we're meant to be leaving on the 29th of March, I think, and um, <laughs> we have no plan. Uh, every plan that's been provided has been shot down by the government, and if we don't have a plan. We're either going to have to extend Brexit for another few years, which is actually, I think, is going to be a good idea because we need to get a proper plan in order. 
and I'd rather mm. a proper plan and a stupid no deal because a no deal sounds quite um uh what's the word it's not it's not gonna go well i would think no. if you, you wind up having no deal because i mean there's a reason it passed yeah the majority exactly. of the people wanted it to pass and well, if it doesn't the, <laughs> the government has um uh shot down no deal as well so no deals the automated one so the government's trying to avoid no deal but if no deal is the only option to take then they're going to go for that unless they want to extend it for another three years well now what happens if they what happens if they don't extend it commercial night are you just poof you're out of the eu is that the way yeah i think that's really? what they're going to try and try and do that's what's the okay. that's what the goal is just saying right this it we're leaving we can we'll just set up the um agreements afterwards and then they'll okay they'll, we'll okay. work around it then but then again you've got a lot of stuff to sort out right well who knows maybe it'll make it more real and give people that give them that urgency that okay no we really do need to figure some stuff out here oh, we've had that urgency for two years right uh, <laughs> i think you know it was from sitting over here it looks like there there were a lot of people that didn't want it to pass that were really trying to or block it in some way do another referendum things like that basically uh encourage the people to continue to vote until they give the right answer i was um when i was in high school during the um what's it called the referendum mm. and i would have voted remain then and i'm pretty sure i would have voted remain because the jurisdiction was that we were believing in two years i thought mm. that was a little short okay. for what we needed to do i would have rather five or ten years to do it properly and thus we could have a proper um laws in place and actually actually good set boundaries but again it is it was kind of an urgent thing then and with immigration and stuff so we chose two years and then we left and i was i would have rather remained then okay fair enough fair enough now now um is is it like you would have if i understand you correctly you were okay with brexit so long as things are situated appropriately whatever that whatever that looks like i'm uh, if, if everything's uh everyone's informed everyone knows how's everything all of the new agreements that are set then that's fine but currently people are worrying about um their businesses like the pounds or euros are slightly in flux and so prices are starting to have to rise again mm. so everyone's a little intense and i would have rather like five years of just right let's take it slow let's do everything properly let's sort out the border between ireland and northern ireland and southern uh, the republic of ireland and then uh, let's do a proper job and let uh, and try and keep it not dangerous now i, I guess what what would you like to to see that that agreement look like what would a separated uk lo look like but still has a relationship with the eu i don't yeah, want... pick, pick any particular topic yeah um, I mean, just just pick one i wouldn't like the eu laws uh they can keep their eu laws i don't want them um because of uh what's the one that's currently implementing on youtube um article 13 isn't it or 15 um educate me uh there's an a copyright law coming in from the um eu uh basically it gives more power to copyright holders and we can't view that content oh bother yeah it's quite worrying to me because i don't like the cov any sort of government banning videos outright and youtube tends to be left leaning so yeah. i'm not going to see any much of that ben shapiro or jordan peterson if <laughs> no if if it comes into fruition if, if uh, they have so much as a clip 
of somebody else. Yeah. They could be, they, they could be throwing out a, a copyright thing. And and YouTube is pretty pretty free with the uh, copyright, with, with the interpretation of copyright, copyright law anyway. Yeah. You know, basically somebody says, as I understand it right now, basically if somebody makes a copyright claim against you, your video is taken down for at least a little while. Well, that's the thing. It's, it, I think it's anything that gets demonetized isn't allowed to be viewed in the EU. What? I think that's it. Are you I kidding? I may be wrong, but. Oh uh, my gosh. That's like every, that's like everything to the right of Bernie Sanders at this point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's how it goes. Oh, I could be wrong, but uh, it, it, that's what I've been informed in. That is that, that is utterly insane to me. Yeah. And I honestly, it wouldn't surprise me because because oh my goodness, how on earth is it that people don't? Oh my gosh, there's just enough crazy laws passed. In, in the EU and the UK, that I believe that that's a distinct possibility that they would actually pass if it's demon if it's demonetized, you can't see it. Yeah, that um, I, I'm that's really worried me. Um, so yeah, the EU can keep their laws. We'll organised, um, hopefully, trade between us and fair trade between us, uh, and hopefully we'll manage to work out an agreement there. Yes. But, anything else uh trade uh what else laws um oh yeah um we'll probably be able to currently we're allowed to go to the eu without um passport yeah i think so and we could just go there we could go there for a school trip and it wouldn't cost that much because okay. we could literally drive there right okay but right now, if um, if the laws do change and we leave the EU, we'd have it would become more expensive, and thus we'd have to have everything in the. We wouldn't be able to go for school trips in France. That's basically it. <laughs> is that actually is that actually a thing that you guys do? Like just. I've had, we've been offered school trips. They they they're quite expensive, but. Um, because that's mostly because of where we, they stay, um, like traveling, um, uh, food, whatever. Okay. But not because of like transport towards uh, having a passport towards France. So it's not necessarily a common everyday sort of thing. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's, it's probably an optional thing that if you can afford it, knock yourself out. Yeah. Okay. I've been there in high schools. Okay. Um, what what about other laws that are that are in the UK? Uh, there's been a lot of discussion. I'm sure you've seen it uh, on the uh, on the right wing YouTube channels about the knife control policies now, in at least places like London. Oh yes, um, there it, it's got to the extent. It, London is a weird place right now because it's so violent if london is kind of like a, a um what's it called a, a heart of um everything's going into london and right now and okay it, 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 it's it's becoming really polarized and really stressful there and from the rest of the UK's perspective, it looks okay. Okay. But when it just comes to London, it looks really insane. <laughs> okay, you say you say polarized. Um, in in what way is London polarized? Well, is it everything's going down there right now? Brexit. Um. Uh. Usually they're. Uh, what's it called there's a strong influx of influence coming the uh, muslim uh, not muslims uh, immigrants coming in there and um it, it, it's all because it's ah, what's the best way to explain this it's 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 becoming more violent and okay. 
compared to the rest of the UK, it's irregularly uh, violent. And the knife knife ban is part of the um, attempt to stop that and Mm -hmm. make sure everything cools back down a bit. But unfortunately, it's kind of... The current mayor of London is not really good in my opinion he's um he told everyone that living in a city is part of having violence in a city is part of living in a big city and yeah that's yeah not, I remember that's that quote. Not true yeah, yeah that, it doesn't have to be true and especially my goodness in london where you already have like pretty much absolute gun control you already you already have like surveillance freaking everywhere yeah uh, and, and now you've got Knife control, which we used to joke about here in America. <laughs> like, oh, next thing you know, they won't let you carry a pocket knife. That's crazy talk. We'll never do that. Yeah. Here well, we are. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> I remember uh, when they first started doing that, I saw a picture circulating online of all the things they, con- they got they confiscated in like a, a weapon sweep. I think it, they, literally I think... hooded potato peelers. <laughs> I think they actually used um, Cookie Monster to promote um, uh, yes. Yes. Only Cowards Carry or something like that. Yeah, because I'm interested in Cookie Monster's opinion on my level of bravery. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, what? And incidentally, if I'm living in a town where, you know, we're regularly making the news for a, for a bombing or, or for a random stabbing oh, yeah. or or or, a, or cars randomly running people over on bridges. You know what? I just I just <laughs> might want to have something. I'm just I'm just saying. Yeah, I just, I just want to be safe. Okay. Yeah, it's like I don't want to I don't want to stab the, the the police officer. I don't want to stab him. I want to stab mm. the guy trying to stab the police officer. Thank you very much. <laughs> or here in America, shoot him because you have guns. <laughs> yeah, that's an old gun argument over there. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, you know, got plenty of knives too. <laughs> but, right. So uh, it's just it's really interesting just watching everything. You you mentioned the uh uh the, the immigration again. I remember seeing a story, I don't know if you saw this at all, but it was I can't remember exactly where it was in the UK, but it was there was a Muslim group uh protesting the teaching of homosexuality and like the public school yeah i saw that it's it's again it's becoming so polarized because yeah. i don't understand the 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 left has a felt strongly about um immigration but the left also has a strong feeling about homosexuality right and the, those two can't conflate they're like the, the two opposites they, they can't you can't have both you can have, you, you can wouldn't have. think so you, no. you would think it would be foolish to even try to encourage mass migration from certain areas of the world and also promote homosexuality as a, as a positive good yeah <laughs> but the it's it's it, i've heard of a lot of um atheists talk about this on atheist youtube channels or whatever but they've been going on like Islam isn't a feminist, um, what's it called? Religion. It isn't. <laughs> it's, it's, that, that's what they're saying. Yeah. It's, it's, it's becoming, the left's kind of eating itself right now. And I really don't like that because what else, option, what other options do we have other than going, well, luckily the UK has a lot of other like third parties. We've got the SNPs, we've got um, the Liberal Democrats, okay. we've got um, uh, the DUP, we've got UKIP, we, but the two main ones is Labour is Conservative, uh, Labour is Liberal and uh, Conservatives are Conservative. Okay, yeah. Of course, uh, and those terms mean something a little bit different over there yeah. than they do here. Uh, I mean, I think your, I, I think your conservative party is probably well, probably to the to the left of our Democrats at least a couple of years ago. Not these days. Yeah. Our our Democrats are like they're 
they're ju they're jumping as far left as they possibly can as quickly yeah. as they can. Let's it's, have socialism. Hey. It, it's it's shifted dramatically, yeah. and honestly, uh, at least in terms of what they're saying publicly, it shifted dramatically just in the last year. Mm, I, you know? I, it, it's been incredible. Like it's just been. Uh, if if Britain was on fire, I, I would have popcorn and I'd just be eating what would be happening over in America. <laughs> it has been entertaining. Oh, oh yes, it, it's it's nothing short of entertaining here. It's like you, you either have to cry or just sit back and laugh because yeah, those are the only two options that, that I really yeah. see. If you take it seriously, you're probably going to cry and get like really super depressed. If you if you think it just uh, with a little bit of grain of salt and you know realize that you know what no matter what happens every civilization dies and a new one will come up yeah uh you know what if you just kind of keep the big picture you can sit back and laugh a little bit yeah well that was my um um that was my transition to towards the, towards the right because i was fairly left-leaning when i was younger but mm -hmm. when the um, 2016 2015 election came up it was like i didn't feel as strongly towards politics as most of the liberal uh, left did apparently okay. so i was like okay why are you crying <laughs> this isn't this isn't that that bad it's just another person who's in the president that's all right it's we, we, maybe he'll pass laws yes but we can we can make him pulls against him when when he if he's a bad president, which was, if he's a bad president, yeah. yeah, it's fair. Don't worry about it. There isn't really a wrong person here you can choose when um, in politics. It's, it's it's just like who's your left leaning, who's right leaning, and it's we'll not the end of the world. Yeah, it is is the is the big is a big thing. And you know what? Even if it wind, winds up leading to the demise of the country, it, eventually that's going to happen. Yeah. No, so no civilization. Is eternal, and ours, ours will fall one yeah. way or another, sooner well, or later. I don't want it to fall today or tomorrow. I'm not in a hurry. You're, you're a very young country compared to the rest of the world. You've still got a lot of life to go. I would. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> it has been pointed out that it's been pointed out many times that republics don't often exist as republics for very long. They mm. tend to republics tend to disintegrate. In a roughly two hundred years, the country may still continue, but it's not a republic anymore. Yeah, you know that's what happened to Rome. Rome lasted for a thousand years, but it wasn't a republic for anywhere near that length of time. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and they still continued nice and strong and kept going for a very long time. Yeah, it didn't even turn into like the Byzantine Empire or something. Well, yes, yes. I'm sorry, uh, my history's a bit off. <laughs> yeah, they, they grew. They grew so big that they had two. Two uh, two capitals, one oh, in Rome, yeah. one in Constantinople, and then after the Western Empire fell, uh, you know, due to various barbarian invasions, the Eastern Empire became the Byzantine Empire, mm. and yeah. then that, of course, eventually fell to uh, fell to the Ottomans, and ah uh, yes, <laughs> and now <laughs> as as they might be giants would say, now it's Istanbul, not Constantinople, right. <laughs> I was actually just listening to that song just the other day. I, it's, it, are you familiar with that at all? Not at all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's too bad. Uh, they might be giants. They, they're this parody band, and they just do humorous songs about any number of things. And they've got a whole song about how the fact that now it's Istanbul, not Constantinople. Whole song just about that. <laughs> it's, really quite, it's really quite funny. Just look, look them up on YouTube. All right, you have to friend. give me that link too. Oh, I, I will. I will. They've also got a song that's all about beer. <laughs> I don't. I don't like beer. I. I I've, what it, the it, hell I, kind of Englishman are you? I know. I turned eighteen, and everyone's like, "Oh, try this, Bryn. Try this," and they've given me all sorts of different ales, and all of them were awful. I couldn't stand them. They were all bitter and tasteless, and blech, I didn't like them. It made me feel like sick. Oh Ugh. my goodness! I'm I'm well, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, you know, I'll be fair. I was actually, it was actually well into my twenties before I found a beer that I liked. <laughs> I, I tried one, you know, I would try one every now and then and just be like, nope, tastes like horse piss or what yeah. I mentioned, horse piss tasting like I'm done with this. And then I tried another one, another one. Eventually I kind of got into, 
I found some uh, hard liquors that I liked. I found some wine that I was okay with. Mm-hmm. Um, but then one day I was actually sitting with my brother and we were just talking, chatting, and I'm drinking a, I'm drinking a red wine. He's drinking uh, an oatmeal stout. And I'm like, let me try that. And I did. And I was like, this, I could learn to like this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, this, that's not so bad. And yeah, so I just discovered beer that I liked. And now I, now maybe, I like that'll, could, that, maybe that'll be me in the future. <laughs> it's entirely possible. You know, yeah. beer drinking is kind of like reading. It's everyone's a reader. You just got, you just haven't found what you like to read yet. It's beer. I think beer is the same way. You just got to yeah. find the beer you like. It's, it, it comes with age, perhaps. Perhaps, perhaps. And, you know, if if you're ever over here, I'll if you're over here like visiting Bethany or something, we actually live not terribly far from each other. Yeah. So I'll, you know, I'll do, I'll head over there. You guys can head over here and we'll do a, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do a, uh, we'll do an American version of a pub crawl. Hey. <laughs> I, I would enjoy that. Thank you. <laughs> we, uh, we, uh, where I live, actually, there are there's like independent breweries. You can't swing a stick without hitting one. They're everywhere. Oh, sounds like home. <laughs> it's it's a wonderful thing. I love it. <laughs> uh, you know, it, initially when the uh, microbrews started to come up, lots of people were making fun of it. It was like, ah, stupid hipsters can't drink real man's beer and everything. And you know what? This stuff actually tastes good. <laughs> I, I am incredibly thankful for all these hippies that are hey, that are making are good, good beer. Man. I like hippies. I'm glad they're making good be- good beer starting out in their mom's basement. I'm totally okay with it. Yeah, there's a huge culture um, here. Well, my mom was a barmaid, so I, I'm very, very right. Okay, so I, I'm assuming you at least like tea. I mean, oh no, I don't like tea. Are you sure you're English? I, I, Were you adopted? I, I'm very. I, I attribute it to my Welshness. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. 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 So, uh, so the Welsh maybe not not so into it. I know we 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 do like pubs and other stuff, but it's all very strange to me. I can't okay. understand it. Do you actually speak Gaelic? Uh, I speak a bit of Welsh. Um, uh, Shemai. Brina Dewey, uh, Dwayne Hoffey, Chocolady, um, Achersmein, um, uh, what's it called? I don't know, but basically, that was hi, my name is Bryn. I like chocolate. That's it. That's basically all I knew. Fair enough. Fair enough. Are, are they actually uh, teaching that in schools again over there? I've heard talk about that but it was pushed uh, away in the early 19, uh, 1900s but it's uh, cut, slowly come back and there's been a huge pushback over the recent years and it's it's uh, it's been taught in primary schools and it, 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 there's actual like 100% welsh speaking schools you can send your children to and just and it's really useful because if you're a Welsh fluent Welsh speaker in the government, uh, you can pick a job like that. It's, it's really? yeah, it, it's really valued. I, I should have focused it more in school, <laughs> but um, never too late. Yeah, but um, yeah, it, it, there's an, actually a really interesting image um, of strong the, on we border England, and mm-hmm. the as the further you get to the coast the more Welsh speakers you find. So it's like, okay. it's it slowly huh. gets bluer and bluer across the screen. That's so interesting. Uh, yeah. the, I, I love, for those who are utterly unfamiliar with British history, the Welsh are actually the real British. <laughs> they're, they're, uh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, um, for, for those who don't know, England is named after the Angles. The, the the Angles and the Saxons that came over and Welsh is from their word for foreigner. They basically push all the native Britons off yeah. into one little corner. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's when um, that's what separated us from the Scots and everything else. That's yeah. what started out the different languages, Welsh and um, the proper Gaelic and stuff like that. Yeah, it's so it, it's it was it was really 
it was mind blowing when I first learned that. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. It, it, you mean it, 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 well, it. the Welsh are the real British? Yeah. They just completely stole it? Those bastards. <laughs> and the Welsh are cooler too. We have dragons. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. Isn't the. I, I know one of the uh, sites that uh, gets credit for possibly being Camelot. Isn't that in Wales? I forget what it is. It's Cad Cadbury? Is that it? I, f I forget. It's been uh, a while. Cad Cadbury's the chocolate. Um, are you right. talking about Camelot or something right. like that? Yeah, uh, but I, th there's, a, there's a site that's got a different name that um, that actually gets credit uh, credit for possibly uh, being Camelot, or at least the inspiration for it. That's possible. We do have amazing castles here. Um, yeah, but um, I, I, it might have been like Cadbury Hill or something like that. It's been it's been a long time. Uh, the reason why I know any, why I know anything about British history is because I got really into King Arthur when I was younger. Oh yeah, exactly. And I went I went beyond just reading the re reading uh, the legends. I actually got into a little bit of the possible at least uh, his uh, the possible history. That might have actually inspired the legends, and so that led to reading all about the uh, all about the Celts throughout Europe and everything. And I just learned a lot because from that one little interest, it it was great. Yeah, that's useful. Uh, have you ever watched um, Merlin? It's a BBC show. I have not. I, I'm aware of it, but I haven't watched it. It's it, it's relatively good. It, it, I, I used to watch it as a kid, and mm -hmm. it was it was on before Doctor Who, so it's like oh, okay, I'll watch that then. Of course, the the the, uh, the, B, the BBC staple, the good old Doctor Who. The Doctor Who is the the most classic British thing for me. A, a man, a silly man, gets in a blue box and goes around doing stupid stuff across the galaxy. That's fantastic, <laughs> and it, it's, it's it's survived for so long. My dad was yeah. used to watch it as he was a kid, uh -huh. and. His doctor used to be the fourth doctor. Mine was the tenth doctor. And okay, it's it's become more of a family tradition now. Yeah, the, the tenth doctor that was Tenant, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. See, I never I never watched any of the old Doctor Who at all. Um, I I only got into it with the uh, with the revival, and I really uh, really enjoyed it for a while. I petered out with Capaldi, hmm. and it, it is wasn't just so much because of Capaldi it was partially because they took it off of Netflix and everything or yeah basically they made they they took it any free way for me to watch it away <laughs> so I'm like I'm not paying for BBC streaming service just to watch <laughs> one show uh, well and, it, the BBC uh, BBC I is free um but I'm not sure it? about it in America oh I may need to uh I may need to check that out because I wouldn't mind watching it and hey um you know, I'll I'll give Jodie Whittaker a fair shake. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. The the opinion of a person who lives there. What do you think? I haven't watched much. I've watched two episodes, and I've, it's been really boring. Really? <laughs> but, yeah. And the consent. Uh, and I've talked to a lot of other Doctor Who fans, and the consensus is it's really boring, and it's really sad. <laughs> Is is there a reason? Is it just poor storytelling, or are they getting all pretentious and in your face with stuff? It's not really pretentious. It's just it's slower than usual Doctor Who. I don't. I think that's Chipnell's um, kind of storytelling. He likes to tell with um, what's it called? What the show he did? Uh, I, it was a detective show with David Tennant. Um, Oh, uh, Broadchurch. That's the one. Okay. Uh, it, that show was seemed to be really slow too, but I, I think see. that's just his consensus. But it, I think it's we we would like more adventurous, like fast paced yeah. stuff. I think slow, slow, and Doctor Who do not work. Yeah, unless he's doing a horror Doctor Who. Then that okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'll give you that one. That's that's a little different, but it, it can't be every episode. That's for dang sure. Because yeah, especially I mean, like after. After like Tennant and Smith, I mean those guys were those guys were wacky. Yeah, they were brilliant. They were. Oh, I love them. And even Capaldi, he was fantastic as a doctor. He was a true fan too. He was like, yeah. the he was like head of the Doctor Who fan club, and um, sent letters to um, 
the show and, and got them back and it was really embarrassing for him and then he became doc too and that's a that's, that's a heartwarming that's story and i love that's awesome. him you know um just a fun thing about uh about capaldi that i noticed he was a uh have you ever seen the movie world war z yes i'll um i i know what the easter egg he was he was uh his uh title was doctor doctor what is it h w h well he was a doctor for the world health organization yeah who <laughs> <laughs> i saw that i'm like that's hilarious that's either a, a really good coincidence or that's just a good easter egg i think it's a coincidence because i didn't see the movie until it was um until it was announced that capaldi was going to be the doctor he wasn't the doctor yet i don't think mm. and so in, the movie had already been out for at least a solid year mm. so i don't i think it's i think it's literally just a coincidence yeah uh, but, but best coincidence ever man. i know it was amazing <laughs> when um capaldi was announced my mum lost it because she was a fan of the thick of it which is a show that's huge like capaldi was a brilliant actor in it and he was so funny in it and she just lost it because she loved him and i was like oh wow this is going to be great <laughs> and you're and, and you're a capaldi fan although for you number 10 is still the man oh yeah 10 it, it goes 10 oh 10 12 11 9 i'm sorry as much as uh, christopher lexon is a fantastic actor and he was a, such a great doctor and he was the doctor that got me into it he yep. was he was um he he, he he doesn't really compare to me well he does right. But. Right. yeah no i i know where you're coming from man hey he only gave it a year so yeah but it was a good year <laughs> yeah right right and i i certainly enjoyed it uh the uh the one thing that bothers me about Doctor Who is that there are literally no rules. Oh yeah, he, like, he can do whatever he wants. I'm like, it gets the the one time when it really frustrated me was, and, and this shows up in other places. Anything having to do with time travel almost always runs into this. And but the, this particular the the Pandoricum oh, storyline yeah. that was. The, the way the way he got out of it was just like yeah oh come on he just like, peers really <laughs> it's like so he somehow or another at some point managed to do all this other stuff that set up his escape and put amy in there yeah and why because doctor who that's why yeah like, and he just comes back out of no I'm like, no, no, no there's got to be some sort of rule. There's got to be some sort of logic to the way this works. There's got to be but, consequences or something. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, come on, man. This, this, it's like, this, that's just taking the fact that we're going to do whatever we want with time travel and rubbing it right in your face. Yeah. You know, I even when it's more subtle, like, uh, well, sticking with Doctor Who, there was the one, uh, there was one episode where he, like, got onto, like, the, uh, he, under like the special features of various dvds somehow and oh blink okay and it, that was one where he got he like got the list after he found out of uh, uh, he got the list of dvds the person watched after he met the person who saw the dvds oh yeah and i'm like yeah. no because uh, he's still living uh, he is still living his life linearly <laughs> Yeah, it's a, uh, it's um, Blink was such a good episode. I'm willing to forgive that. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Good, almost all the episodes are really good. Just little things like that, like bother me. It, it bothers me in other movies too. Like yeah. uh, Interstellar is one that's got that. Um, uh, Terminator kind of does that. Like that, I don't know how familiar you are with the Terminator franchise. I, I'm very vaguely familiar with it. See, the, know. You, you know the basic story. Yeah. See, the ones they keep doing all of these different stories for Terminator, they no one's done the one I want to see. Which the one I want to see is what's the what's the real original timeline? Because at some point there had to be a Sarah Connor who never met a man from the future, who still had a son named John. 
who grew up to be the leader of the resistance and smash the machines. This I want to see that story. This is the problem with the, the time travel. Like it, it, it cheats. It goes back yes. and it goes forth and goes back and it creates exactly. this line and it's, it kind of turns into a circle. And how's it turned into a circle like that? Yeah, time travel just pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's got to be some rule. And, and you can't just say it's wibbly wobbly, tiny whiny and get out of it. Unless you're David Tennant. <laughs> yes, of course. But. Um, <laughs> Also, interesting uh, fact I was discussing with Bethany about the Welsh language. Um, wibbly wobbly is actually our Welsh word for jellyfish. For real? Yeah, we call yeah. it wibbly wobbly. That and, is um, awesome. <laughs> and microwave is pippity pong. What's that now? Microwave, our Welsh word for it is pippity pong. All Which right, is, then. Like, weird words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You're just you're you're just clashing syllables together. I call it a word <laughs> at that point. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, we're good at that. <laughs> okay, so but we uh, we have wandered uh, very very far afield. Yes, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. It's a fun tangent to go on. Um, and actually, we are about out of we were we are about out of time here. But what is um, what you before we go? Uh, I'm going to give you two things. One is what's the original, what, what's the, your general sense of where the UK is and, and where it's going? Uh, unless our leaders are stronger, we're going to be in a bad place. But that's. And what do you mean by stronger? Theresa May, although trying, isn't very good at making deals, it seems. And yeah, I think a person like Jacob Rees-Mogg might be better, although I don't you know, kind of grind on my gears. But all of the part, as soon as um, Brexit was voted, all the parties failed. Labour was le left with La uh, Jeremy Corbyn. The David Cameron had to leave immediately. Um, so there was a power struggle in the Conservatives. Um, the UKIP was literally fighting each other in, in their own buildings. Like they were beating each other for survival. <laughs> and oh. um, yeah, there's there were pictures of people punching each other in the buildings. Um, but yeah, this so... I think our leaders need to be stronger and more capable and more willing to not kill each other. <laughs> not not kill each other, but also will, willing to stand up for whatever it is they might actually believe in. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, politicians, I don't think. No. Have I think their main goal is to be fucking... Rem remain politicians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. We have that same problem here, yeah. where they're pretty much. It's like dude, my my job is to make sure I still have a job in four years. Yeah, that's not the way this is supposed to work. Yeah, no, it doesn't. That's a, 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 I recommend a YouTube video called uh, "Saying Nothing of Sub Substance" by Counter Argument. Uh, he he makes it's about how politicians say something that seems like they're saying something but it's saying nothing at all oh yeah yeah and once once you uh once you recognize that what's going on there it's you you never miss it again yeah once you realize the double speak and the keywords and tricky phrases like to use to avoid saying anything definite yeah you can't unsee it that, that, that's what's so interesting about Donald Trump. He seems to say something, but he's this does not really says nothing. He doesn't say anything. I would agree with I would agree with that. Even when he does say something, and I I, I don't like to say this actually because I like a lot of the stuff that he says. Yeah. But what has become abundantly clear is, despite saying many a good thing, rarely is there any follow through. Yeah. You know, or the what follow through there is is at usually at best half follow through, or not in the way that you would certainly prefer. You know, that said, 
usually you can't even get a politician to say the things that I want them to say. <laughs> so I, I think that's part of why so many people on the right do still really like him because it's like, it's like, okay, maybe, you know, he's at least done something. He's said much more and we've been just starving for anyone to even say the stuff that we want them to say, yeah. much less do anything. The bar is so, so low. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was amazing watching him get elected. It was really was. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. I was watching the uh, Daily Wire live stream uh, uh, yeah. for the election, and uh, I remember I, 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 I got really nervous because they, they were saying that, like, this might come down to Michigan. And <laughs> it was really, it was really, really close. And I'm like, it, I did, I didn't vote for him. I, I voted third party. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh no, if I, it's like if he loses by one vote, because <laughs> I really didn't want Hillary. I really didn't want Hillary. Yeah, no one wanted Hillary, and no one wanted Donald Trump. But that's what the two you got. <laughs> right. I really didn't want Hillary, so I was like. Oh man, did I mess this up? Oh no, 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 no. Because you know, given the choices, I was like, I, I'll I'd rather have given the choice between those two, I would rather have Trump, obviously. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I I was and still am in general re rejecting the binary choice because that's accepting every single binary binary choice is how we got here in the first place. Mm. Uh, but um Let's see. I said I was going to give you two things. Okay, that was that was Sorry. one. No, no, you're fine. I think I'm going to give you uh, three. Uh, another one is your your advice to those. What would your advice be uh, to atheists or Christians who are getting into discussions with with one another? Since you've managed to do this successfully, and as far as I know, not pissed off vast numbers of people. <laughs> um respect that people have come to conclusions of their own fruition uh, they've made judgment calls and that they've come to the conclusion that this is the way they want to live their life uh, if they're testing you then maybe that's encouragement for an argument but if not then have respect for them and their own decisions right assume Assume good, assume good faith. Yes. Okay. And um, one other one, uh, the, the last one I'm going to give you here is what uh, you mentioned atheist channels that you watch. What would be some that you would recommend? Um, Cosmic Skeptic is a good one. And uh, what's his name? I think it's called Genetically Modified Atheist. I think it's called. It's a good one <laughs> I know. Oh, Genetically modified atheist, nice. Mm. <laughs> well, all right, Bryn. Thanks a lot for coming on the show. And again, where can people find you? Uh, Binley One. Binley O. Uh, Binley One. Binley One. Okay. And um, you know, I, I was going to ask you one more thing. I noticed on your timeline you play violin. I do. Uh, I've not been practicing recently, which is detriment to me because I've got a lesson soon. But. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I've passed level one, so I'm do you play in an, Do you play in an orchestra at all, or just... I have been working to get to an orchestra. There's okay. one in a town far away from me, but I can't really, really get there every so often, so I'm just Fair trying enough. to work out everything right now. Gotcha, gotcha. Did you start playing in school, or...? Uh, it was after high school that I was like, right, I've got nothing to do. What should I do? Oh, I'll probably pick up the violin. So you just recently picked this up? Well, no, it was it, 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 like two years ago. Two years ago. Dude, I'm in my 40s. That's just recently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's that's cool. And I asked specifically because uh, a couple of my kids um, play viola. All right. And... and um, and they're, they're, they're both pretty decent at it. The older one is particularly good. Uh, so, yeah, no, that's very cool. Do you have, uh, is any of it available online so people can uh, hear? Can I can, can hear you? Play, only on my Twitter, sadly. Okay. I might post stuff on the future. 
Okay. All right. So for uh, respectful discussion, for uh, occasional violin playing, and an on-the-ground look at what on earth is going on in the UK, and I'm sure just <laughs> other random things that uh, cross your mind, check out uh, Bryn over at Twitter, Binley01. And uh, thanks again for coming on the show, Bryn. Thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure. And until next time, guys, uh, next week I'll be here with at Slam Sam, Sam Slam Dunk. Sorry, I had too many S's, Sam. What's going on with you? <laughs> if, and he's got various other Twitter handles. But uh, he's a political centrist, so he's, we're going to have him on to talk about trying to thread the needle in this day and age. Uh, he'll be on next weekend, uh, next Saturday, probably at the regular time of 9 o'clock. So until then, everyone take it easy and uh, keep fighting the good fight.